And we are back. This is the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. I am Chris McAdoo, and it's always honored to be in your ears. Thank you to the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located right in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, for making this show possible and for making so many things possible for so many people. Learn more at knoxec.com. Today's episode. Tanika Harper. So Tanika, she's a serial entrepreneur, founder of a skincare company, founder of a nonprofit, founder of an investment group. She successfully launched and managed four small businesses. But one of Tanika's biggest passions is championing the development of Black-owned startups. She is a vocal advocate for equity and representation in the business world. And having gotten to know her over the past several years, I have just been impressed over and over again by her willingness to do the work, to do the work it takes to make long-term sustainable change. I think you're going to, uh, you're going to enjoy hearing, uh, Tanika's big idea. Also, I know we've been doing the shorter episodes, uh, with, with, you know, sort of a different focus, but, Today's episode, I just had such a blast with Tanika. I wanted to share with you the entire conversation. So it clocks in a little bit longer than what we've been doing with this season, but I think it is worth every minute of your time. So as always, every week, I am honored to bring you Big Ideas Welcome, and I'm totally stoked to introduce you to Tanika Harper. My name is Tanika Harper, and my big idea is that entrepreneurship is freedom. And when I say entrepreneurship is freedom, it's not necessarily um, financial freedom, which that helps, but it was always freedom over my time Um, because I'm a single parent and I have a daughter and she's very athletic. Um, And at the time she was a competitive gymnast. And I wanted to be there. Like, I wanted to be at her practices. I wanted to be able to travel. We traveled a lot. Um, And working a nine-to-five just did not allow me that Mm -hmm. freedom to be able to do that. But entrepreneurship did. And so the money, obviously, you needed to pay your bills and to travel and to do the things that you need to do. But it was really so that I could be invested in her life and that I could be present. And so... More than anything, it is um, freedom over my time. And I've been really able to be the parent that is present. Talk about being present for, I think that's an interesting because you used the word invest. And I love that because I think all too often we think about investment only in terms of capital, Mm, mm -hmm, right? In in mm -hmm, terms of money in the mm -hmm. bank, but there is an investment of time, of resources, of talents that as time moves forward, we don't get back. So talk about how entrepreneurship, you know, is an investment in your, I mean, in your case, Mm -hmm. in your family, but also in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of my family, it's one thing to be able to put money towards something. Um, and, and in this case with my daughter, I could have paid for her to go to gymnastics. I could have sent her on these competition trips with another family. I could have done that. But that would not have been the same for her if I had shown up. And so I think being present and showing up for your kids and showing up for your family 
is is the one thing that we have to do if we don't do anything else. And then not only showing up for our family, but showing up for ourselves. So my happy place is traveling. Well, if I'm stuck in a box and I don't get to do that, I'm very unhappy. But entrepreneurship allows me to invest in myself. Yeah, it takes money for me to travel, but I'm my best self when I can get away and I can restore, I can relax, I can recharge and come back and be a better person. So I think it all goes hand in hand is this holistic approach of what entrepreneurship can do for someone. And so for me, it's been able to, one, be able to do the things that I love and the things that I like, but more importantly, be there for my family and be there for myself in ways that I needed the most. Well, I think that's a good segue into sort of being there for your family. I want to talk about being there for your community because talk a little bit about you know, your development of Harper's Naturals. Mm-hmm. So we'll go there first. And then I also want to talk about your uh, involvement as an investor, as a community leader. Um, I think you saw a need mm-hmm. and you developed a product that seemed to uh, to help you, right? And you knew that it would help and it would help others. So talk a little bit about your journey there of founding a project or founding a product, founding a company and allowing that freedom to grow and to grow with you. Yeah, absolutely. So with Harper's Naturals, I kind of started playing around with the idea of um, Harper's Naturals, which is a natural skincare company in 2014 after I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So with that, I had to eliminate chemicals on my skin through cosmetics Um, because what we put on our skin, which is the largest organ, it filters into our body. And so, and it causes a lot of reactions. So with that, again, going back to the first investment in self, I didn't just wake up and have this new idea of like starting a business to generate revenue. I did something because I had a need and I realized there are thousands and millions of people out there like me who need truly um, pure, wholesome ingredients um, in their skincare products. And then I also, you know, throughout the years have developed and became the founder and co-founder of a couple of nonprofits here in Knoxville, uh, Tennessee, Shore Foundation and the Women. And those investments into the community are through economic development opportunities and um, access to social and uh, financial capital for our entrepreneurs to be able to thrive and survive in an area where almost half of the population, half of the black population lives in poverty. And again, going back to entrepreneurship, you know, it's freedom. You know, I do believe that entrepreneurship is a way to get your leg up in the world in terms of that, you know, financial freedom. Well, and I think you, you know, again, you say social and financial capital. You, you've spoken of your personal experience coming from Harper's Naturals. You literally scratched your own itch, right? Like yeah, you, you said, I need this. Oh, wait a second. So, so do others. As the founder of the Shora Foundation, one, tell us what the, the Shora Foundation, what, what that does. And, you know, talk about maybe some of the instances where entrepreneurship or the ability to see yourself, see, to, for someone to see themselves in a new role has opened up opportunities they never thought possible. Yeah, so Shora Foundation, um, our mission is to provide a safe place by creating opportunities and transforming communities. 
We have two programs in uh, with Shore Foundation. We have our academic center, which serves youth, and our initiatives are academic achievement, mental health, and uh, food sustainability. We have our second program, the Roots Collective, which provides development opportunities and resources for primarily black entrepreneurs, you know, in and around the Knoxville community. And there, our initiative is just simply economic equity. And so, but at the same time, everybody doesn't need money. Some people need a mentor. Some people just need a social resource, a person that can help them get to the next level. You know, without some social capital, Harper's Naturals would have never landed in Mass General Store. It wasn't money that I needed to land in Mass General Store. I needed somebody who knew somebody. And so sometimes, you know, that's all that we need. And I think because of my entrepreneurial journey, I have built an ecosystem of partners that want to that want to walk alongside of me um, and the organizations that I'm a part of to be able to give back and invest back into the community. So I think my entrepreneurship journey has allowed me to meet people and have a Rolodex of people who um, I can call on when there's an under-resourced entrepreneur in need. Um, I really believe that we should have this, you know, learn, earn, and return kind of mentality. So I started out learning, and I'm still learning, but I'm also at the place where I can give back and help people. And what better way than to help those who are in the margins? I think I love that the learn, earn and return. And I think the other thing, the cool thing about, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurship in this context, but that being freedom, I think what that allows is a life that is a flywheel of knowledge. So the fact that you continue to learn, Mm -hmm. you hope that when you are 50, 60, 70, 80, Mm -hmm. you you continue to learn and you continue to adapt and you continue to bring people up regardless of where they are in their own journey. So talk about that a little bit about that sort of returning entrepreneurship. I I think knowledge, knowledge is freedom. Mm -hmm. And so the ability as an entrepreneur to learn, respond and act, Mm -hmm. I think is one of the most important things that we can do. Absolutely. I mean, for me, for myself, I don't think my life would be fulfilled if I just reaped. So I find fulfillment and in giving and giving back. Right. Um, I tell people that life is not about you. It never was. So we have to find ways where we receive, but we also give. And I just think that's the circle of life. So and again, the entrepreneurship allows me to be able to do that. It allows me to say on Fridays, I'm giving back. I'm having a I'm having a networking event. I'm having a free workshop, right? A nine to five where I have to, you know, get PTO doesn't allow me that flexibility. And so entrepreneurship for me allows me to reap and give. And so let's talk a little bit about the women LLC. Yeah. Um, because you know, We've talked about social capital. We've talked about mentorship. We've talked about that time as a resource. But the women is, I mean, it's very much about money. It's about capital. Absolutely. It's, it's about resourcing. Talk about your experiences with, you know, what is the women? Why did you guys kind of come together uh, to, to do this? And what has been the effect on the businesses and the people you've been able to connect with? 
Yeah, the Women Foundation, we were founded in 2020. Black Knoxvillians make up 17% of the population, but 42% of the poverty rate. And I was mad about that. Um, And I should have been, right? That's something you get mad at. And I was having conversations with other people in our community, particularly other black women. We were all mad. And so, you know, we said, okay, well, we can be mad and we can keep talking about it or we can do something about it. You know, we came up with the Women Foundation and we were like, what is the one thing that people need who are in poverty or who are under-resourced or who are struggling, who can't walk into a bank and ask for two or $3,000 to start their business or to grow their business? What do they need? And overwhelmingly, we said money, right? Um You cannot start a business. You cannot grow a business without financial capital. And everybody doesn't need $50,000 to do it. And so we started the Women Foundation off of a community fund. You know, we kicked off this campaign and we asked people to donate $5 a month. And that $5 a month would go back into the community and we would invest in, you know, black entrepreneurs. And that's what we've done. We've been able to give out micro loans, interest-free, interest-free micro loans to black entrepreneurs in our city to help uh, launch or grow their business. And we put on a pitch contest this year for the first time and we gave away $10,000 to some entrepreneurs. So that's just, it's unprecedented in our city with the women uh, foundation is, is is doing. And we're really, really happy about the progress that we've made and where we're going. Well, and I think one of the best things that I hear you saying is the word we. Absolutely. I, I think, <laughs> I, you know, and I, and I think like that's one of the coolest things. Um, so speak a little bit about entrepreneurship as a shared experience, because that freedom, mm-hmm. yes, entrepreneurs can, you feel like you're the only one. You're sort of out there on an island by yourself, but talk about, oh, wait a second, all these other folks that are are here with me and are here and want you to succeed. So talk about that a little bit. Well, first of all, entrepreneurship takes a village. You don't get anywhere alone. And I have not with every failed venture uh, and, you know, successful venture. I've had one, a mentor, and I make sure I have people that walk alongside of me who know better than I do. Um, and it goes back to always learning, right? Always sitting at the feet of someone else so you can learn. But at the end of the day, um, I'm not in this alone and I can't go forward uh, by myself. It is always a we, you know, even with um, Harper's Naturals, whether it's family or friends or my daughter or mentors or a community of makers, it is always a we that helps me get to the next level. And so, um, we we cannot do entrepreneurship by ourselves. It's just simply impossible. To wrap this up, we've talked about big level stuff, about entrepreneurship, about freedom, about your personal experiences, both as a founder of a company and a founder of a community and a leader, right? And what would you say to, you know, that young person or that person, I say young person, but it could be any person mm-hmm. that is thinking about maybe starting something for themselves, but maybe sees these insurmountable barriers, mm-hmm. right? Some societal, some 
So, some are our own making, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So what do you see or what would you say to that person that's like, well, maybe I should try this out? Yeah, I mean, first I would say to anybody, figure out what type of life you want to live and everything you should do should should be about getting there. Um, So if you have a goal to be an entrepreneur, right, maybe you can't do it today or maybe even tomorrow, but every decision you make should be working towards being that entrepreneur. Um, And then you have to say no to everything else. And it is going to be hard. Um, You know, when I was in college and even right out of college, I was on food stamps. I had a had a living voucher where I was getting assistance um, to live. I was working two and three jobs at different points in my life, just trying to make ends meet. But I always moved forward to what I knew I wanted to be, to what I knew I wanted to do in life. So don't look at today's circumstances, right, and get defeated. You have to say, this is what I want for me. And everything that I do has to has to align with that so that I can be that. And so, yeah, it's going to be hard. Um, Surround yourself with good people. Find someone who may be in the industry that you're trying and hoping to get into. Maybe they'll mentor you. But don't give up on bad days. Don't quit on a hard day. And that's what I tell my daughter when she comes home and she wants to quit whatever thing she's in at the moment because she's had a hard day. And I said, Hey, if you come home happy and you just don't love it anymore, you can quit, but you can't quit on a bad day. And so, so don't quit on your bad days. Keep pushing um, and keep going towards the goal. Tanika believes that entrepreneurship is freedom. And one of the things that really stood out to me, regardless of if she's operating her business or if she's thinking about the community with one of the nonprofits that she helps to run, is that freedom is not just of money, of not just of time, but freedom is is really the ability to live your own life and to build your own life the way that you feel like you're going to make the most impact on the world. I don't know. It's just, it's super powerful. Uh, y'all look up Harper's Naturals to learn more about Tanika. Um, look up the Women LLC right here in Knoxville, Tennessee, or of course the Shora Foundation. Y'all, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you to the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. Y'all want to learn more about what this little town, this maker city is doing. Y'all want to come and visit? <laughs> Check out noxec.com to learn more. And if you like what you are hearing, you like this episode, do you want to be on an episode or do you know someone that has a big idea? I want to hear from them. Hello at bigideaswelcome.com is the best way to make that happen. And if you like what you heard, go and give us a five-star review. Share with your friends, your acquaintances, and neighbors. I am Chris McAdoo. I'm honored to bring you these stories every week. I'm honored to share these big ideas, and I'm honored to get to work. So let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. This show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer and is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Big Ideas Welcome is hosted by Chris McAdoo and brought to you by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. 
You can learn more at noxyc.com and submit your own big ideas and entrepreneurial adventures at madefornoxville.com.